Hello, this is Tom Williams, and you are listening to Talk Theater in Chicago's interview podcast. I have a, someone here from one of the great shows that is now playing at Court Theater. The show is Porgy and Bess. And the person I have chosen to tell the story is one who has given one of the most inspiring performances I've seen in many a year. Uh, this young lady is well-known Chicago performer who is an actress, a comic, a real Broadway belter, and now, I will say, opera singer. Say hello. Oh. Say hello to Bethany Thomas. Hello, Bethany. Hello. So, I, I've got to say, your your performance was, was outstanding. And I'm not the only one that said Everybody said. I think Hetty Weiss uh, called your performance show-stopping. Congratulations. Thank you. So now I'd like you to, to kind of tell us the story of uh, Porgy and Bess, particularly the the uh, perform the uh, production that you're in, which is a somewhat scaled down, but I think much more heartful uh, performance uh, uh, of the classic show. And and how I know there's a backstory there, how you uh, emerged to play Serena, who is who is a lot of people call the second lead. And the way you presented the show, I would say you're you're certainly an equal star to to the other uh, two main stars. <laughs> oh goodness. Um, well, uh, Porgy and Bess. I mean, I think most people who have know anything about the story would, you know, it's about Porgy and Bess. You know, he's a cripple, a beggar um, in a community, and she's kind of a loose woman who has a boyfriend and a drug dealer kind of on her tail all the time. But they fall in love. Um, I would say, I mean, I've never seen the show before. Uh, this was kind of my introduction to the piece as a whole, really. But with what, you know, with what I studied and what I watched and what I read about it, um, I think that uh, Charlie Newell and Doug Peck's, Doug Peck's production is definitely different in the way that it, it focuses on the whole community more. Um, and I'd say that's kind of a, a thing that court theater does really, really well from what I've seen there. They they really, they put together terrific ensembles and trust them with the material and it, it shows a whole new side of the piece most of the time. Um, so that is awesome. And I, you know, there's nothing better than working with an awesome ensemble, especially when you have direction, you know, as great as Charlie and Doug. Um, so tell my, us now yeah, how you, yeah. You, well, I understand you auditioned for uh, a different role or kind of a 42nd Street story here, so a lot of oh. people are interested in hearing it. <laughs> well, yeah, I was originally called in for the role of Mariah, um, who I I would say is more like the matriarch of the, the Catfish Row residence. Um, she's kind of, like in the story, she kind of owns a shop where everybody eats there and stuff like that. Um, but, <clears throat> excuse me, um, the actor, um, who was supposed to play Serena had to drop out kind of halfway through and they called me in again. This is like after I'd already gone through like three callbacks <laughs> for the role, but they called me in again after somebody dropped out and I ended up getting it. And that was awesome. I didn't really know, you know, the difference between the roles when I started out and then the more we went through it and the more I, I read the stuff and heard the songs, I, I was so, so lucky, and I figured out how lucky I was to kind of get bumped up because Serena is just an awesome role. 
Yeah, it is. Uh, it's a star-making role, and I and I, and I think uh, the producers around town are, are those that, that haven't seen you in some of your past work are now saying, "Wow!" Uh, so this it's a great opportunity for you. So so tell us now how because uh, I've now heard you sing "My Man's Gone" now twice in the <laughs> show, and folks, I think. Uh, Channel Eleven on the uh, on Phil Ponce's show. You sang it. I saw it last night, and you really nailed it again. Thanks. Yeah, uh, I think I think that that clip's probably available, so people c- can see that. Uh, and if you do, you'll be sure and buy your ticket for uh, for the show because <laughs> I I honestly think it, as good as the 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 crew is, and I, you won't find a better uh, fifteen actors to to present such a big play and and give it that big feel yet it's very intimate mm-hmm. so tell us about the the serena role and, and how you prepared for that because it's it's uh, vocally quite challenging well um i guess going into it i was a, i was a little intimidated i'm not and you know an opera singer i've i've never had you know, vocal training, especially not classical vocal training. So, um, you know, I, I kind of just listen to it a lot and you kind of try to copy what you hear and put your own twist on it. That's usually how I, <laughs> I think most things. But, um, working with Doug and Charlie, they, they had me try it down an octave. They wanted, you know, they're like, why don't you listen to the Nina Simone version? And so I did that and we sang it down. And then we kind of did the end up, and uh, it, it kind of it worked out. I don't know. I I know I've got a kind of a big range, so I wasn't too scared that I wouldn't be able to hit notes or anything. So I guess in preparing vocally for the role, it's really just kind of well, I don't know. You just got to be open to anything. But you uh, you captured the emotion of it because tell us what the my man's gone now. Uh, what the song's about. Oh. Well, Serena loses her husband right away in the play, and um, in this version, I, you know, I, I, it's kind of like she's all that she's got, and so it's it's a big moment for her, and I don't know, it's you know, you're seeing it at her at his funeral, and just her coming to the realization that she's on her own now, you know, a day before she didn't have any cares in the world, and now. Now her whole world changed. She doesn't have any money. She doesn't. Her her whole world's turned around. And now there's this new person, Beth, that's part of the community. That you know, you know, she could even she's putting blame on Beth because it was Beth's boyfriend that killed her husband. So everything's different. Yeah. Just a, just a whole lot and just a <laughs> and just a scene. <laughs> so how, how did you when you, when you uh, when you sang "My Man's Gone Now"? Uh, when when it it built up at the end and you have this this strong ending, uh, mm-hmm. how did you how do you prepare for that? Is it is it more of a being in the moment or is it is it technique? Because boy, I'll tell you, it's it, it really it really was stunning. <laughs> it's it's definitely being in the moment. Like you know, like I said, I technique. It's really just like I know what note I have to hit, so I I know it's going to come out, but it's. It's it's a lot of emotion, and um, I'm lucky just to be backed up by everybody else, and you know, helping me feel everything and and get to that 
that point for the motion. Um, yeah, it's it's an awesome song. <laughs> I am so lucky to get to sing it. I I don't know how I didn't know this song before because it's just really great. Well, a lot, uh, yes. of, a lot of us didn't remember that song because, you know, it's a big show and we remember Summertime and, and some of the other uh, songs. But, but you've certainly got a lot of people to remember this song. You should be very proud of it. Uh, but I, I also thought your presence, your, your, your acting came out. And, and tell us about Serena. Is she, is she kind of a shaman or like a religious woman? Because she, as the play goes on, she, uh, she talks about omens and some of the other things that are going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't say shaman. I would actually kind of um, like to differentiate between some of the other characters, okay. at least in hers, even. I know when I started out, I was like, oh, well, she's totally, you know, religiously devout and and all about Jesus and stuff like that. And I would, when we were doing research and stuff like that of the Gullah people, their religion really was kind of a mixture of Christianity and a lot of, you know, more of that kind of shamanistic stuff. Like, there's a lot of superstitions and a lot of... Yeah, that West African you know, uh, superstitions. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, the voodoo kind of stuff. And I kind of took Serena in the direction of not really buying into the superstition stuff as, as much as a lot of the people in the community did. She was sticking with Jesus, with you know, for a lot of it. And, um, I, like, there's one scene where everybody's kind of freaking out because there's a buzzard coming, which means somebody's going to die if it lands on your house. Everybody's going crazy, and she's just kind of taking it in, and she's watching other people and just, you know, but it's not affecting her the same way. She's, you know, she knows what she believes, and, and she's not putting stock into this kind of superstition the way that everybody else is. Yeah, so, and, and she emerges as one of the leaders of the community. Oh, wouldn't you yeah, say? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, well, I think she's trying to refine her place in the community after she's lost her husband. Um, it's yeah, I, she does emerge as a leader, I think. Yeah, and um, she, and uh, and she also uh, helps uh, when uh, when Bess is has the ailment. She makes the prediction. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was kind of a big part of for well, I thought for the character. Um, in the first act, after her husband dies, uh, at least the way I'm kind of seeing her, it's, it's, there's a lot of resentment and jealousy of Beth for a lot of the show with Serena. And she's always got her eye on Beth, and everybody is, is saying, oh, Beth is great now. Porgy, she's making Porgy happy. But I think that Serena knows for a long time is just thinking, like, this is no good is going to come of this. But, you know, after a while, she sees how much everybody cares for her and, Beth and Corgi cares for her, and she has to find that forgiveness in her heart. So when she does do the prayer over Beth to, you know, help her with her sickness, I think that's finally her getting to that point where, you know, she needs to look into her heart and find forgiveness for this person, because that's what good Christians do. That's what it's about. So she does that, and and unfortunately, it doesn't really work out in the end, but... uh well, she did her part. Yeah, yeah. You gotta, you gotta do your part. You gotta help the people around you. Yeah, it, it's a brilliant show. And let me ask you this: uh, you, you guys are doing seven performances a week, if eight. I counted. It's eight. Eight, eight, eight. How do you prepare and save your voice? Because I know in the opera field, I know this is 
not an opera, yet there's operatic elements in it. And I know in the operas, uh, you know, the, they do one performance and sit out for three or four days. But uh, you guys don't have that luxury. You're doing two on a Saturday and two on a Sunday every week. Mm-hmm. So how do you how do you keep the voice uh, sharp? Is there do you have a ritual or is there uh, exercises you do or or how do you handle that? Um, I don't really have any rituals on my days off. I try not to sing so much, although it's not always the case. Sometimes you have auditions or like a band stuff sometimes, but um. I don't know, you just, you know, I'm not going to go out and and drink and stuff about a day before where I've got two shows the next day. You know, it's just kind of common sense for me. But, no, I don't have any rituals or anything. I've, um, I just have some kind of big roles before, but not eight shows a week. So, really, it's kind of a learning experience for me, I guess. But so far, it's been all right. I just make sure to get enough rest and drink a lot of water. And be warmed up for when the time comes. Well, you certainly you certainly are a gamer, and and uh, I think your performance in Porgy and Bess, uh, go, going along with uh, Alexis Rogers and uh, and and uh, Todd Krieger, uh, I and James Earl Jones and the whole cast. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, what is it? How much fun is it to be with fifteen top players like this? Oh, it's so fun. It is so great. This is one of the most fun casts I've ever been a part of. <laughs> um, everybody is a personality, that's for sure. Uh, and I've worked with a lot of them before, but there are even some new people, and I'm making great new friends. That's, that's, that's one of the best parts about doing theater. It's, it's constantly making new friends and strengthening old relationships and stuff. It's really great. But, yeah, I mean, like, working with James, He's so good, you know. And Adrian Walker, she's she's in the ensemble. She's just the funniest little thing. Sean Blake, I love. And I mean, these people inspire me daily. They're they're just wonderful people and even better performers. It's 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 really fun. I know that Charlie said one time during tech, he was like, "This is the most fun anybody's ever had at a, during a tech rehearsal at the theater." How's it's, Charlie it's, to work for? I know I know I've interviewed him and talked to him. He's a genius. But- how is he to work for? I I I think that we got together or got along pretty well. Um, I really enjoyed it. He um he kind of had a disclaimer at the beginning of rehearsal, like, well, usually it's I just kind of let you go and we we just figure everything out together from the beginning. But right, you know, for this show, I have kind of a little bit of blocking to give you and stuff like that. But it's. And he was acting like that was a really strange thing to give actors block. <laughs> yeah, he's, he, of, yeah, he's really a, an actor's director, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, he's he's definitely made me feel like more of an actor than I've felt before. I I think for a long time I've definitely kind of just described myself as a singer actor, but I I don't know. I, I I'm proud of the work that he helped me do in this. If that makes sense, I. How about Doug working with Doug Peck? Who, who a lot of singers in town tell me they just they just love working with him. Oh, he's the best. I've worked with him several times before and on shows, and then a billion times in like um, benefit concerts and things like that. Um, if Charlie's an actor's director, Doug is is an actor's music director, like to the highest degree. He's he he understands like the acting side of it. I think. 
he he takes a look at what you're supposed to be doing and what you're supposed to be feeling and how does the music serve that and how does what you're doing serve the music. Um, that's why they work together so well, I think. But uh, he's the best and he's always encouraging and always just helping everything be better. He's, there's never a, you know, there's never negative thoughts put into your mind about anything. I I love that man. He's awesome. <laughs> how much did he contribute to uh, your interpretation of uh, of your big song? Oh, so much. I mean, he's the one that suggested that I sing it down. And at first, honestly, the first time I tried it, I was like, this sounds weird. I don't know if I can hit all these notes. I don't know if people are going to like this. But no, he he was kind of adamant about it. And I I learned to love it. I I really like it now. Well, he knew. It was all all them. (laughs) Yeah, he knew you could do it. He just got it out of you, right? Yeah. Yeah. And boy, but but uh, that, that's confidence. Uh, if a music arranger doesn't have confidence in in the singer, uh, then the show's in trouble. Yeah, yeah. But uh, what you did with this show is just marvelous. And uh, I'll give a little quick commercial. You're running through July third at this point. Yes, sir. Yeah, I hope it even extends further because uh, I heard Charlie say that it's selling faster than any show they've ever had at Court Theater. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what he said last night on uh, on Chicago Tonight, and uh, mm-hmm. and I know they've had you know a couple other mega hits there, uh, Caroline or Change, and a, and a few others, but that's great. And for you, I think it's a star making role. That would be nice. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm I'm very unaccustomed to all of this attention that I'm getting. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> but you deserve it because, as I said in our intro. Uh, it isn't like you came out of nowhere. I mean, you've paid your dues around Chicago. You've been in a lot of shows and have done some terrific work. Thank you. Yeah, I've been around a while. <laughs> a I want to ask you about uh, in the variety, uh, the Bell Barth show, where, which you showed your comic side. <laughs> Tell us about that a little bit. Oh, wasn't that fun? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, that started out as a theater building stage show. Joanne Cook and Ilya Levinson and Owen Pauls wrote this show and they'd seen me in something. I don't even remember what it was at this point, but somehow they thought, that's our middle-aged Jewish woman and uh, called me in for it. So, And a lot of the projects that I end up doing, I usually end up doing because I don't have anything else to do at the time. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, sure. And, it, you know, Fred Anzavino came and saw the stages show and then decided he wanted to put it up at the Ubiquay. It was really just a chain reaction, and I was just along for the ride. Um, so that was a lot of fun. And I, that was one definitely very afraid. I, it was, it, that was a lot more lines and jokes than, than you, I'd ever had to learn and deliver. And uh, Well, I never saw Bell Barth, but I brought uh, a lady friend who uh, had seen Bell Barth several times, and I remember her whispering right in my ear about halfway through the show, she says, she's just like Bell Barth. Oh, that's so nuts. Yeah, and it's true. I mean, this and this lady's one, she's real outspoken. If she said you were, t- she would have whispered in your ear if you were, she would have said, this girl's terrible. It, you know, so <laughs> so that, that compliment meant a lot, you know. I also thought uh, what you did in uh, in Sweet and Hot, uh, some of the, doing that Harold Arlen stuff, Mm. That had to be fun. That was that was a whole lot of fun. And again, with Fred Anzavino, I, I I think I just worked well up there. I, I really like the Ubiquay. Um, it's 
it's always like artistically challenging in that room. I mean, oh, yeah. we've been up there a lot of times. Sure. Anything goes up there. And um, the cast for that, we had so much fun. But the real thing about that show was the music. I, I knew who Harold Arlen was. I knew that he wrote Somewhere Over the Rainbow, and I knew a couple other songs. But I I had no idea, like, the gamut of, like, the body of his work is was so immense. Uh, there's so many good songs that I was just excited. And a lot of those bluesy night. songs that you really nailed uh, come from him in that show. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, I, I I really liked the songs that I got. Well, I also, yeah, <laughs> yeah you've got some great ones. Well, they're all, I mean, Harold Arlen is, you know, he's Harold Arlen. Yeah. But one of the things that I really enjoyed was uh, your role in Into the Woods. Oh, cool. Yeah. And and I thought you you made uh, tell us about that a little bit because you made that role again your own. Um. Well, that's the kind of role where you you have to you know just because everybody knows Bernadette Peters' interpretation so well. You know, I myself had played the role in high school, so I was comfortable, I guess, with the music and the text and stuff like that. And so really, it was just kind of. You know, I already had something to build on, which makes things a little bit easier, I think. Uh, and it was long enough ago that I wasn't holding on to any old weird stuff that I might have done when I was 18. But um, I I, I really like working with Walter Stern. Um, and I would also say Bill Morey, who was the customer for that, um, it's always interesting to see where a character goes once you get into costume because it adds so much, like your posture mm-hmm. and the way you move and everything. I would say that my costume actually had a lot to do with how I how I played that role. I I had a great time, and um, that's the only Sondheim show that I've ever done, and I I was just really grateful to to do that. I think it's an awesome role, and that show there's just always so much to learn every time you hear it. And I love the music. Yeah, yeah, that is. That's a sleeper show. A lot of people think it's a kid's show, but it's really, really very sophisticated. Oh, yeah. But also, uh, once on this island, uh, the interpretation, the way that show was done, uh, I, I thought I thought you and that the ensemble in that show uh, was quite outstanding. Oh, thank you. That show, oh, my gosh. Sometimes I want to go out and show that you do, and then you kind of don't even remember doing it. Uh <laughs> I had a lot of fun, of course. Um, what I remember fun about that show was the dancing. Oh my goodness, Brenda Didier choreographed it, and she's just she's so great, especially on all these small kids in the city. She's just such a gem. But um, I it, that was that was the most fun part for me. Just like it was constant movement, and it's really fun trying to. Well, fun might not be the word, but I like the challenge of having to like sing something, especially like belting high stuff while you're dancing or right after a big dance break. I remember that was definitely something that I had to work on for that show. You make you um, appreciate these uh, uh, ensemble people and, and the big musicals now that, that they have to kick ass dance and still sing. Oh, I know. I know. I'm not much of a dancer, but she always makes me look good somehow. <laughs> well, you move. You move well. You move enough to... I appreciate that, Tom. <laughs> Okay, um, tell us about some of the roles that you're proudest of, other than Porgy and Bess, because you've got to be super proud of that. <laughs> um, well, I, I'm proud of I'm proud of Bell Bars a lot. That that felt good. Um, 
Well, uh, back in 2007, gosh, that was a while ago now, um, The Life, I was, I was proud to do in that. I had a great time learning that role when I, I what did I do, Sonia in The Life. That was another really, really cool character. Yeah, she and, was. Very intense character, yeah. Yeah, and I love that character's relationship with, uh, with Queen in that show. Mm-hmm. Um, Connie Newsom played her, um, that was really cool. I was proud of that. I was proud of my work in that, and definitely Tawny's work in that, too. And we played best friends in that show, and we became best friends in real life. It was really cool. Um, but I, I, I feel good about that. I don't know. I There's so many little things. You know what else I really liked doing was uh, Fiorello at Timeline in 2006. Wasn't that wonderful? That was another huge ensemble show, yeah. and just the dedication that everybody had. And that was another one with Doug Peck. And Nick Bowling, who's I think one of the best directors in town, and I, I really like the ensemble pieces. That's, you know, I think when I go back and I think about everything, it's the ones where everybody's got their little moment to shine, but everybody's working toward a major goal together. That's, well, and Chicago's a, yeah, Chicago's a great town for ensemble pieces because because I my experience is the acting community really gets along here, and they all kind of work together. Mm-hmm, definitely. Because, you know, what I understand in New York, or certain people will, I'm the star, I don't do that. You know, they're, they're, the prima donnas dominate. Sure. We're here, it's about the work. Yeah, I, I definitely think that people get into the business, maybe not get into the business, but stay in the business for different reasons here than they do in New York. It's obviously not about the money here, and uh, it's, it's about the work, and it's about the camaraderie, and I don't know, the feeling that you get from all that. Okay, uh, tell us a couple of the roles that you would like to play. You know, if you could wave a magic wand. And, I, and this is a standard question. I ask everybody this. So. Oh, everybody asks me this, and I'm like, well, as soon as anybody wants a six-foot-tall black Avita, I am totally your your lady. <laughs> <laughs> I am there. <laughs> um, that, that could happen. Um, sure. <laughs> um, Avita is like the first musical that made me want to do musicals. I, I know every single word, and uh, I love it. So and you can yeah. belt, don't cry for me, Argentina. Oh, I could, <laughs> yes. No issues whatsoever. Um, I would also, if I could uh, play Judas and Jesus Christ Superstar, that would also be nice. <laughs> Somebody wants to make that happen. <laughs> Talk to Stacy Flasher. I think she's doing another production of it. Oh, goodness. Oh. Yeah, I, I. It's so funny. Like all, all these directors at the bigger musical houses don't even know who I am. They oh. will now. I mean, really, your work and and the raves you've been getting uh, for Porgy and Best, they're gonna know you're around now. It would be nice. Yeah. It would be cool. Yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe we'll see that asterisk after your name. Uh, you know, <laughs> determining that you're uh, your equity. I, I assume that's in your plan somewhere along the line. Oh, yeah. I mean, they actually asked me if I wanted to turn for this show, and I I didn't really think it was a good idea, because, I mean, I don't get hired by Equity Houses a whole lot. Um, I just did She Loves Me at Writers, and then this one, and honestly, I they both kind of feel like flukes to me. No, they're not flukes. That's called uh, good judgment by the directors. Uh, um, so, Avita, you'd like to play. How about, uh, do you have any aspirations of doing, you know, a- acting? Because you, 
besides being a, a terrific singer and a comic, I think you're an excellent actor. Do you have any uh, any aspirations for? I mean, would you take would you take a serious dramatic role? Oh, of course I would. I honestly haven't really done a lot of straight plays like ever in my life. Even when I, if, even in high school, I think if I wasn't doing musicals, I did Shakespeare. I did probably like five shows in Shakespeare shows in high school. Um, and I didn't do even when I was like went to Columbia, I did. I did Shakespeare there too, so uh, that does interest me a whole lot. I, I feel like I have an all right grasp on on the verse and stuff like that. That's something, and mainly it's like I I don't audition for a lot of straight theater, um, just because been busy auditioning for other things, I guess. But uh, well. no, of, of course I would love to. I'm I'm always just looking to you know do anything that looks interesting, and but. I just haven't. I just haven't gotten to it yet. <laughs> like, well, well, let me tell you, we don't want you out of the musical. Not, not that I wouldn't love to see you in a in a nice dramatic role. I could certainly see you playing some characters in some of the August Wilson stuff. Oh, sure. Yeah. Have, yeah, you, ever, have yeah. you ever auditioned for any of that? Um, I have not. I have not. Well, now you know. Now you know Charlie, and uh, you know the court does does a lot of and O.J. Parson. You know. Yeah, uh-huh. You know, he's he does a lot of August Wilson stuff. I, oh, I know. Yeah, I could I could see you playing some of those roles. There's some there's some real strong roles in, in that. I think you'd be great. But also, I think uh, that the musical comedy people in town, the Equity Houses, are going to come knocking on your door because uh, <laughs> you know they you know they all get down to see everybody's where. I'm sure they're all going to see uh, Porgy and Bess and and. Uh, that's that's the greatest audition in the world is to is to really nail a big part. Right. Well, I'm I'm hoping. Well, it's more than that. You're very humble, but uh, uh, folks, trust me on this one. This Porgy and Bess is awesome, and Bethany Thomas. I agree with Hetty Weiss. She is a showstopper. Thank you so much. It's been a great interview, and uh, keep up the good work. Oh, thank you so much, Tom. <laughs>